you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, socially distancing away from the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Uh, we're back again. We're all uh, we're all still here, right? Yeah. Still hanging out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, man. Uh, it seems like every time we start the podcast, shaking our heads like, it is what it is, man. I wake it up is, in the morning, what it is. I have breakfast, I brush my teeth, and then I'm I'm here. I, yeah. I, uh, I ventured out uh, this morning in the car, which I haven't been in a while, mm-hmm. and I was going to go to Target and see if I could potentially get – see if there's any hand sanitizer, which is literally like gold. Gold. There is a line, guys, around the building. Everyone's social wow. distancing. But what I feel like they're doing now is 
like they're not they're only allowing a certain amount of people in the stores because they want to yeah. make sure that people are social socially distancing. So it's as as uh, as our our pal and, and former fantasy live producer Dylan Milner told me a couple of days ago, he's like, it's like it's like waiting to get into like a crowded bar or nightclub or something, right? That like you're standing mm-hmm. outside, and then when a certain number of people go, you know, come out, then a certain number of people right. get to go in. It's sort mm-hmm. of thing. Just to try to you know try to keep people apart. Although I would say I was at the store the other day, and you do try to socially distance, but when you're walking down an aisle, right? Like, exactly. What are you gonna do? Nobody's like coming at you, like you. There's nothing you can do about it. You just like, I know. I don't know, hold your breath and like, that's try what to I do. I hold my him. breath. I don't even know if it helps, but I always hold my breath because I'm like, uh, uh, okay, I'm just not going to uh, You just go by and you, you know, just keep on going. So I don't know. Um, we got plenty to talk about. We'll do some higher or lowers. I got a handful of guys. We'll give you a kind of a, a, a ranking for them potentially at the end of the season. And we'll discuss whether we think they will be higher or lower. We'll also talk to our good pal, Akbar Bajabiamila, who, uh, you may have seen his announcement on Twitter yesterday that he, uh, after nine seasons, uh, is going off to do bigger and better things. So we'll we'll talk to him about his memories of being on Fantasy Live and, and what some of his plans for the future are. But before we get into that, let's talk to our faithful producer, Senior Edward L. Murphy, Esquire Murph. How's things? Uh, they're okay. Uh, I'm a little upset. And I know obviously right now in the world, there's a lot worse things going on and uh, people with way, uh, you know, dire consequences than me not being able to go to Florida, but I was supposed to be in Florida right now <laughs> staying after um, the owner's meetings and then uh, just trying to hang it out. I have a, luckily I have a place down there. My brother and friends are going to come. So today is like one of the first days where I'm like, man, I would have been somewhere else uh, mm-hmm. and, and plans got canceled due to the coronavirus. But on the bright side with uh, you just mentioned, we're uh, joining and I'm a humongous fan of why well, was as a kid i was a huge fan of ninja warrior that used to be on that channel i think it was called like g4 it was like a video game mm-hmm. channel yeah I would, mm-hmm. I would watch it all the time and they obviously started the american ninja warrior and then they have the 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 new youth one as well which is absolutely hilarious and like I love that show because they'll do those five minute in-depth pieces where they go behind the scenes of like the, the contestant, they go to their hometown and they show them like working out and stuff. And then they could slip and fall within five seconds. And then <laughs> right. that five minute montage is all for nothing. Like that show is something I still watch today. And I'll like scream when like, they're like necking out, like, you know, right there going through the, the whole course where they fall right in the beginning. And it's just like, I don't want to say I laugh, but it is a very funny, but also exhilarating show. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny because they used to I know when they would do the the, na- the national tryouts, um, there would always be a set on Venice Beach. And it was always just kind of wild, like in, in the summer to kind of you know, ride my bike past there and see the big set. It was it was heavily guarded. So like you couldn't just randomly run up there and, and try to test it out or anything. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. And obviously, Akbar has right. done well with it. I feel like I feel like there are more people that know him probably from that show than from NFL Fantasy Live at this point. I mean, yeah, it's a massive show. And I, I don't know a single person that if you put it on the TV, no one would ever be like, oh, no, can you please turn that off? I don't want to watch it. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to be locked in. This is a lot you of fun. sucked in. Yeah. Yeah, it's so great. It's addicting. Yeah. Totally get sucked in. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll talk to Akbar about that and plenty more. Uh, say our, I mean, not our official goodbyes, but, you know, kind of send them off uh, as best we can here on this show. So, anyway, there you go. Enough of that. Uh, let's do some news. through the news first bit of news uh antonio brown whose name has popped up a few times since uh, free agency started there was talk he might go to tampa bruce arians pretty much shut that down but now fabs we have proof that he has been working out with lamar jackson now whether or not this gets him back in the league or it's just you know good instagram video for him to post who knows i mean, look 
all the off-field craziness aside, when Antonio Brown is right and he's, you know, and he's engaged and he wants to play football, he's still one of the best receivers out there. He just needs a he needs to kind of clear everything else up and try to find himself a football home right now. The first thing I noticed is uh social distancing guys. Really? <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Like, what's the deal? listen, you know, my take on Antonio Brown, not a fan of him uh, personally. And I feel like he could end up being a massive distraction for a team that has coming off a great season, although it was disappointing the way they lost to Tennessee in the playoffs. But I mean, if you put him in there with Hollywood and then you've got Andrews there too, right? Boy, I tell you, Lamar Jackson, have some weapons and Antonio, I, but who knows what the situation is going to be with AB because if he does get signed by some sort of some team here, Ravens or, or, or elsewhere, the NFL is still be suspended. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, I still don't have him like in my rankings, right. but I, I, again, I feel like number one, I was thinking uh guys, social distancing and number two, <laughs> Baltimore is an interesting landing spot. If there's a team out there that could use him because his cousin plays for the Ravens and they don't really have, you know, that elite number one guy. Yeah, you know, that's I think that's a that's an interesting point, right? Because you put him in Baltimore, maybe having his cousin around sort of keeps him more focused on football, kind of just having somebody close to him, somebody that's that's family sort of there um, and that they, they can work with each other. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think we're a long ways away from anything actually happening with Antonio Brown. I mean, we we got to figure out what what the NFL is going to look like beyond, you know, April or May. Uh, before we even kind of get into Antonio Brown issues, but yeah, it's always something it, to talk about. I mean, we're we're already seeing the sports world cancel stuff that's in July, right? Yeah. Wimbledon and Wimbledon's the British gone. Open. I mean, Japan with the Olympics. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, talking about training camp seems, man, Who seems knows? like a long ways away. So, mm. uh, good news for Tua Tagovailoa. He says he feels like he's a hundred percent as he continues to recover from his hip injury that he suffered last season. I mean, look, he's but he's a top five pick, right? Like he's going yeah. potentially what five, six of the Dolphins. Um, Dolphins and Chargers are somebody who trades up to get him, right? And I feel like I feel like as long as the reports keep coming back positive, I feel like there's less danger at taking him early in in the NFL draft, and you know, and then having him as a dynasty you know, rookie quarterback draft pick. As long as those reports are fine, uh, I feel like you can be a little bit more confident when you're talking about Tua now, right? I, I, I mean, if he didn't get hurt, Marcus, he would be in the conversation with with Burrow to be the number yes. one overall pick. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if the Redskins dr- drafted him. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. like everyone's you know connected them to Chase Young, but uh, Dwayne Haskins, is, are you going to go with him? Or I mean, you could get eventually <laughs> a quarterback like like Tua who could end up being your franchise guy for the next you know decade or so. But you you've got to like the scenario where he could come in. Maybe it's Miami. We we don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's LA. You come in and not play the first half of the season, which is why I think he's going to have more dynasty value in 2020 than he will redraft value, because he's going to sit behind somebody. They're going to make sure that what he's saying is correct. He is 100, percent and there's no issues with uh, with him coming off of that hit. And maybe second half of the season, he ends up being a guy that people are picking up off the waiver wire, a la Tim Tebow years and years ago. Although I am not comparing him to Tim Tebow, <laughs> skill set wise, he's much better, obviously. But that that's I feel like that's like the career path from a fantasy perspective for Tua. He's going right. to come into the league. He's not going to start. He'll be behind a Fitzpatrick or or a, or a Tyrod or whoever it might be. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the the fans are going to be clamoring for him. And when he's back to 100 percent, he can get out there and he's maybe learned behind one of these veterans. He's going to be on the field and we'll be talking about him as a waiver wire ad. 
Yeah, I think he's arguably the most intriguing prospect just because we're hoping for good things. We don't really know, and so much of it depends on his landing spot. But uh, I, I feel like, you know, he's definitely going to you're right. He's going to get drafted quickly in dynasty leagues. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see in some other some deeper leagues or some leagues with some sharps. People are just kind of taking dart throws at him late in drafts just to see potentially what's out there. But sure, uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you mentioned the Chargers and Tyrod Taylor. Head coach Anthony Lynn says the Chargers are looking at everybody, including Cam Newton, to potentially be their quarterback. But for the moment, Tyrod Taylor does have the inside track to the starting job. Cam with the Chargers would be interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it happens, but man, that would be really, really interesting. I think I'd like I'd like to see that. See, I feel like Cam Cam is not going to go somewhere where he's going to be ultimately a bridge, though. Right? right. I mean, because the Chargers are going to drop the quarterback that they're going to have on the field, hopefully into the foreseeable future uh, later on this month. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what you're really looking at is uh, maybe you're going to start, you know, eight games, 10 games if you're Cam Newton, and then you're going to be usurped by a rookie. Right. If you go to L.A., uh, man, I don't know if that's I don't I don't know if that's something that Cam Newton would really want to do. So that's why uh to me, I've been talking about New England as a potential landing spot. But if he does go mm-hmm. to the Chargers, clearly he's going to be draftable. And we would assume that he's going to be 100%. But he's he's going to have the specter of a younger guy potentially taking his job, which to me just sounds weird and not a situation that Cam would want to be in. But at this point, maybe he's desperate enough to do that. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I still think it's wild that we're talking about a guy who's not really that old. I think Cam's, what, 31? I mean, he's not mm-hmm. terribly old. Um, and this is a guy who's a, a former MVP who got his team to a Super Bowl. And now he's kind of hanging out there sort of looking for work right now, which look, I, I get it. Like most teams have their quarterbacks that, that they feel comfortable with, that they want to kind of go in, into the season with, or they're, as you mentioned, they're going to draft somebody. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm shocked that there haven't been more teams knocking on Cam Newton's door right now. And, and maybe, maybe it's the foot thing. Maybe it's the shoulder thing, but I mean, I've seen people talk about this. Like if we all, have faith that a 43-year-old Tom Brady can continue to produce at a fairly high level. Why shouldn't we be worried about a 31-year-old, you know, who's had a basically a year off being able to rehab and get stronger? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's well, weird. teams can't can't get his his, you know, medicals right now. True. And they can't examine him. So that's probably a part of it too. That probably does. Um, yeah. Damn coronavirus wow. is ruining everything. This is blowing everything up, man. Um You talked about what's going on in Washington with Dwayne Haskins, whether or not they make a play for Tua. Well, at the moment, they've got Dwayne Haskins. They signed Kyle Allen, or they uh, they traded for Kyle Allen. And Kyle Allen says he's ready to compete with Dwayne Haskins for the QB1 job. For anybody who, you know, is looking at a Terry McLaurin or somebody (laughs) like that, the idea of Kyle Allen, like, taking that starting job cannot be exciting. I can't. I, no, I mean, no, but neither one of them is exciting to me. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just not, I was never really sold on Haskins. I mean, maybe right. I'm going to be wrong, but just never sold on him. And Kyle Allen did help DJ Moore, or maybe DJ Moore helped Kyle Allen, but right. he, he really had tunnel vision for him when he was in Carolina last season. So mm-hmm. I don't know that it's all bad, but th- again, it's another situation where like the Redskins go after Tua and that sort of becomes moot, but I mean, hell, I wonder what I wonder is that would the Redskins have traded for Kyle Allen had they known that the Panthers were going to release Cam Newton, knowing yeah. the relationship between Cam and Rivera, that would have been a nice fit. That didn't happen. 
Yeah, I do wonder if if Ron mm-hmm. Rivera is sort of kicking himself uh, about that. Although you would think that he would have some sort of insight into the front office there in Carolina and what they were thinking. But I do feel like if he could get a do-over on that, he might have right. waited a yeah. little bit till Cam came, yep. came available. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, up in New England, Jared Stidham reportedly has the inside track to the Patriots starting gig there. Uh, but their quarterbacks at the moment are Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. I would yeah. think that if you're Bill Belichick, you go with the younger guy and just see what he has to offer. I still think, and I mean, this is just me talking, Fabs, that that mm. they will draft a quarterback maybe on the in the later rounds. Like I don't see them spending a an early draft pick on that, but I can't believe they're gonna they're gonna really go go into the season with Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer <laughs> as their top two options. Uh yeah, that's probably <laughs> if, you're, if you're a Patriots fan, you're going from like the greatest quarterback that has ever been on this planet to one of these two dudes, and you're like, oh my god. Man. But I mean, I mean, listen, you've had a lot of success in, success in your in your uh, recent recent what the last decade or two. There's so I mean, two decades, really yeah, twenty years, much. pretty much. You can't really complain too much about it. But um, yeah, th- there's. There's still a lot of time. There, there's been talk that they could go after Fromm from Georgia, uh, mm-hmm. maybe late in the first round. Because I mean, the Patriots need a quarterback. Like I mean, yep. it's not like past years uh, where they had Tom Brady down and really worry about it. So potentially they get somebody late. Maybe one of these guys slides in the first round. I mean, Justin Herbert could slide potentially. We I've seen mock drafts where he's fallen all the way uh, down to one of the Dolphins' later picks in the first round. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. If Aaron Rodgers could fall <laughs> in, a, in a draft, <laughs> anybody could slide. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots took a quarterback uh, at the end of that first round. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised in the least. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. I mean, a part of me thinks that you know, Belichick wants to kind of prove something to everybody and see if he could stick it to him with a, a you know a younger guy. Um, I don't know, but I, I don't. Jared Stidham's such an unknown. We know what Brian Hoyer is. He's fine, but Stidham's just. I, I remember Hoyer came in uh, because remember Brissett got hurt last season Mm -hmm. and, and Hoyer came in and I remember a lot of us were like in on him as a potential sleeper because he had like a tremendous matchup. I don't remember who the team was and he just absolutely pulled a Brian Hoyer and we forgot. (laughs) Oh, that is, that is Brian Hoyer. Yeah, it is. He he had that run with the Browns where for a few weeks, like he was kind of a nice pickup, uh, you know, and it it worked well for a little bit and he got hurt and that sort Mm -hmm. of, you know, put it into that. So yeah. 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 Uh, last bit of news. Uh, you may have noticed it's a quarterback heavy segment right now, but uh, Frank Reich says he looks at Philip Rivers tape from last year and doesn't see a physical drop off. I guess that's good. But then how do you explain the 20 some odd interceptions, Fabs? I mean, there's got to be something had to have gone wrong there for Philip well, Rivers to just implode like that. What, what do we like to say that he did? He did. He throws the throws a YOLO ball. <laughs> a lot there was some there were some uh throws there where we we're like what the hell is he doing man what are you he's doing? throwing it up hoping his receiver catches it in double coverage but the offensive line at least is going to be better right mm-hmm. la's offensive line was not good in pass protection last season indianapolis right. was i believe 11th based on pro football focus in terms of pass protection um behind the buccaneers believe it or not but mm-hmm. that I, it, it, it's a it's a better situation for him to be and he's not going to be a qb1 he's going to be a qb2 matchup based starter and Hey, listen, if he's going to go out and come back and, and have a better season, I think Indianapolis was, you know, one of one of a couple of spots where he would do exactly that. Yeah. My, my biggest hope from Philip Rivers is that he can just revive T.Y. Hilton. I mean, part of that is T.Y. Hilton nice. staying healthy. healthy. 
Yeah. But but if he can just revive T.Y. Hilton, I think it's that's sort of a win for a lot of us at this mm-hmm. point. So yep. there you go. There you go. That is uh, pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. But we're joined now by a special guest. It is our friend, and I, I guess at this point I have to say former colleague, right? Akbar yeah. by Amila. <laughs> Akbar, uh, I mean, I'm sure people may have seen by now your, your announcement on Twitter that what after what nine seasons, uh, we are no longer gonna be co-workers, but you are off to bigger and better things. So welcome to the show. Congratulations. Uh, just tell us, tell us about it, man. Well, you know, it was a hard it was a hard decision for me, but, uh, you know, I love fantasy football for me. A lot of people don't know that uh, fantasy football is kind of where it all started for me. It's where I actually got discovered uh, for American Ninja Warrior. Um, and as you guys know, you guys have been a part of my my life intimately uh, on and off camera that, uh, you know, the, the career outside of football had just started to take off and I wanted to pursue more of it. I'm going to miss you guys, though. I'm going to miss the fantasy football stuff. Uh, the me yelling in people's face saying the, the obscene <laughs> and crazy things. So let me let you in on a little secret. Um, so I always carried, maybe you guys already knew this, but I always kind of carried a chip on my shoulder um, and not having been a big time NFL player, I always wanted to give love to the guys that everybody over overlooked a la Case Keenum, a la Cecil Shorts and these guys. <laughs> and so I pride myself in being the guy that brought a lot of the, no name, or as Adam Rank would say, um, uh, curtain jerkers, <laughs> the curtain jerkers. Uh, I, I, I took pride in bringing them to light and standing strong and firmly by, uh, by their side. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, I just don't want to get emotional because you, <laughs> you're like, you know, you're one of my best pals outside of that building. And, um, it's, it, it sucks that you're leaving, but I know that greater things are in front of you we've we've already seen what you've been doing with american ninja warrior and a lot of other things i mean you're doing a whole lot of stuff for nbc you've been on uh, all kinds of shows morning shows it's it's been great honestly like as a friend to see you develop into such a great tv personality and your book was tremendous uh and i mean i just want to say i love you i'm proud of you and obviously this is not the end of our friendship, even though it's the end of our working relationship. And yeah, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate and, it. I love you guys too, man. Yeah. I, I'm going to miss it though. It's going to, but you know what though? Fantasy football will still live on. It will still live on. It'll, it'll mm-hmm. go. You guys will make it rock. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to make sure that we're playing in some sort of fantasy football league together <laughs> next season. Whenever the hell the season starts, we're going to well, end up being just, in a fantasy league. I, I just want this one thing to carry the legacy. I just want, it doesn't have to be in my name. But I just want someone to champion and carry the names of the people who are, uh, you know, who could easily be forgotten because everybody's going to go with the big names. Right. David Johnson moved location. And I'm sure everybody's <laughs> going to be back on his job. Oh, he's in a new uniform. This is going to be better than ever. Don't forget about the guy behind him. Don't forget about the other guys uh, who are out there making it happen, too. Yeah, man. You've always brought that, you know, Latavius Murray, your pals, another one. Yeah. <laughs> so so what I what I wanted to ask is. And, Mar- and Marcus, you can get in on this too. The most memorable moment that Akbar has been a part of on NFL Fantasy Live, and there is there is a couple that come a to mind. There There's a, a couple few. that come to mind. I feel like I feel like the most memorable for me was when you almost killed Matt Money Smith, <laughs> <laughs> and his neck snapped like Gumby, and I 
was supposed to be the old lineman. And I'm smart enough to know at five foot eight and 165 pounds not to get in your way. So yeah. I got out of the way and you you gave money a nice little uh nice little poke. To me, that's the best one. That one that one's up there. I think mine it's it comes down to either um it might have been the time you had to eat crickets on the show. Mm, oh. <laughs> when you I can't I can't remember what I can't remember what the, the wager was you made that like a player would hit a certain yardage total and it didn't yes, happen. That's right. Dylan Milner um, was behind that. I remember yeah, that yeah, and you had to eat. You had to eat crickets. I think I ended up eating one like off. I did too. I was curious and just wanted to I see what too. it was about. But you had to eat yeah. one on this show. That was. Yep. That was fun. And another thing that you didn't do on the show, but it was funny as hell. That hot chip. Now the hot it, chip thing you now, did was great. right now. Right now, a lot of people are are. Hold you know, on. What? Where where are my keys? Is my office door open here? You better not go oh. and get a hot chip right now. I actually have about eight or nine. We may have to do this, and I might have to get these to you guys. Have a courier. No shot. <laughs> and, and have you guys. And look, we all try it at the same time. That would be. That, now, that would be a hot take. Look, oh, I, just yeah. ran to the I just I just ran to the store and I got a gallon of milk, so I'm good to go. Right? <laughs> oh, like, <man. laughs> Would I you do it? A thing I'm of milk. A, I, see, I'm afraid, man. You know, like <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to go there with that. That I, I watched that multiple times, Akbar. Uh, yeah, and, I and, suffered. And after after I like you know got done laughing at you, I felt really bad for you because it didn't look like it was comfortable. No, it was not comfortable, and so now they've made one that's even hotter. Uh, oh, than the one that they had last year, and they sent me this box, and they said, "Hey, you know, Akbar, we'd love for you to try it out again." And I'm like, "Yo, y'all gonna have to pay me for this." Yeah, <laughs> so, no I'm like, this, The first one came in a box shaped like a coffin. Like that should have been a clue. A coffin, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know, but you know what? You know, because you guys know, I'm very proud of my Nigerian heritage, mm-hmm. uh, and part of growing up in a Nigerian household is that you know uh, a lot of the Nigerian foods are spicy. So I always thought that you know, American spiciness was not spicy. Like I had the <laughs> real thing. So it didn't even dawn on me that they could legally make something so potent. <laughs> and, and I just ingested it. And I mean, from there, it was trouble. I mean, I knew it was bad <laughs> when my dad called me and saw it. My dad don't have a YouTube or email or nothing. And he saw it. He says, why would you do something so crazy? Because <laughs> <laughs> of you, because you made all this Nigerian food for us. But it was it was cool. That, that was memorable. Um, from a fantasy perspective, though, I tell you, the one that was for me, and um, I, I guess I can kind of open it up a little bit since, you know, we don't I, I don't have the affiliation anymore. So uh, Cecil Shorts, of course, you guys already know this. I had a relationship with him and, you know, he's a good friend of mine. And I remember just saying, you know what, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm just going to say, this is the man, this is the guy. But I took a, <laughs> j- a dangerous chance because when I went off on Cecil, th- there was there was really no stats to to really to <laughs> substantiate my excitement. Right. You know, to, to, and so I just said, you know what, I'm going to do it anyways. And then he kept producing at a high level. And so I, I feel like I should be giving him like 10 percent of my you know, my earnings from the NFL <laughs> network because he helped to, you know, kind of, you know, validate my, 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 my craziness. And from there, I was trying to hit gold and I came close with other folks, but I never quite hit the same type of gold with, uh, with Cecil. I mean, you had, you had Chase Keenan for a couple of weeks. Yes. And you had yeah, the previous yes. Murray off and on. Yes. So, I mean, you had, yeah. you had some hits in there, man. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I, did. Yeah. I, I don't want to remind you about the Mitchell Trubisky, um, 
prediction from last season. No, uh, no, that one, I thought I could will perceive that. And that's the thing. That's being intoxicated by your own craziness. I thought, okay, <laughs> I've done this before. I have willed someone out of nowhere and I'm going to take off my shirt. And this means that Richard Trubisky <laughs> is going to be it. And uh, did go. You know, he and I hadn't talked in a while, so I, I don't, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I got to ask, I mean, obviously American Ninja Warrior is doing big things. I know you guys are doing right. like Ninja Warrior Junior, right? Uh, from that mistake. Yeah. And, um, I mean, for you long term, like what, what else do you want to do? Is there something you, you haven't done yet in entertainment that you'd like to accomplish? Well, I, there's two things. One that I'm really actively pursuing um, right now is that I've just hired myself um, a acting coach and I want to get into acting. It was actually my, my good teammate and friend. He's been um, really killing it in Hollywood. Uh, Namdi um, mm-hmm. he he's on Broadway. Um, uh, he's uh, he's produced several films already. Um, he's been acting. He just in fact, he's got a, a movie that he's getting ready to come out called uh, Sylvie's Love where he's uh, starring next to Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Okay. And so he's really developed this career in acting. And it's really kind of, once I've kind of gotten into his world, I'm like, man, this is something I could really do. And he looked at me and says, man, you're so animated. You've always been this way <laughs> since we were in the locker room. You should think about getting into doing like action movies. So it's something I said, man, like I really need to cut some stuff out of my schedule so I could really kind of get in front of that and try to really see if I can train and do it. It's, to me, it's a challenge. Uh, the other thing is um, pursuing the Today Show. Uh, that's something that I've really, you know, had my eyes on and being able to have insightful and thoughtful conversations, um, whether it's, you know, your, your daily topics, um, you know, hot takes as far as entertainment. But just kind of getting into that world, I think, would be uh, the, the, next, the next step for me. Yeah, and well, I mean, in terms of the acting, we all know you can make yourself cry with the best of them. <laughs> We've seen that. Yeah, no, that. I that mean, they, they, you cry. I don't remember who it was you cried over, but there was a couple of times I'm like, this man's like really Cam, crying right there now. Was a Cam, there was a Cam Newton one where you got really emotional. Oh, I did. I did. Cam, I'm really emotional about Cam. <laughs> yeah, you know, speaking of Cam, where in the world is? I've been really scratching my head, thinking, where in the heck is Cam Newton going to land? Um, there's one place that keeps popping up in my head and mm-hmm. that's LA, but I don't the know that. I know the charge trend, they, you say it, right? Because they need some type of, he's a Hollywood type guy, right? That just seems like a place where Cam Newton wouldn't want to come. I mean, mm-hmm. following the whole LeBron footstep and coming in and coming to LA, that could be a place for, for, for Cam Newton. I don't know. New England, man. New England. That's the know, place for no, me. No, no, no. Why? I mean, yes, in that <laughs> ideal, ideally, you could see him going to New England, but Bill Belichick and Cam Newton, I don't think he wants that type of he, he's a diva. He's a diva. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned you mentioned Cam, right? I remember talking about the things you've done since you've been at the network. I remember the Super Bowl uh, in San go. Francisco, <laughs> uh, where it was it was Broncos, Broncos Panthers, and you dressing up in a Cam Newton uniform. And walking around San Francisco trying to convince people that you actually were. I'm pretty sure you you fooled quite a few people. No, we got a lot of people. I want the footage of that. I need to own that footage. (laughs) We literally had like three camera guys following me. And it was just, I mean, we got into this um, in San Francisco. We were in this open area park or something. And we had just a sea of people who were like, Hold on, what is he doing here? And we just had all these people, I'm signing jerseys. I'm, I mean, I'm shaking hands, taking pictures. 
and people couldn't believe it. I just kept, you know, Cam's got that nice smell. And I just right. kept putting on that Cam smile, like, <laughs> not for nothing, no. You don't look anything like him. No, like, well, not at all. You, you look nothing no. like him, but it's pretty it's, funny that people thought you might have been him. Well, I think it was the big smile and the height. That's what, the because height. I had the helmet on the whole time. I had oh, the you had the helmet on? on? Oh, okay. I had the helmet on the whole time. I don't think my body shape is like his. He might be a little bit more muscular than I am, but Maybe uh, you guys are, but, but the height definitely helps. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for to the average person who's never seen Cam Newton up close, they, they couldn't tell the difference. And they just thought he was walking around in <laughs> full on, full on helmets. Yeah, what, what do you think? Like NFL players just yeah. walk around the streets randomly wearing their uniforms and helmets? Well, well in high school, you know, that was a thing. Especially like, you know, three <laughs> days before the Super Bowl. Like he would just be right. wandering around San Francisco, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good oh, time. Man. Good so, time. I mean, Akbar, uh, again, I just want to reiterate, man, I, I appreciate having the opportunity to, to get to know you, to work with you. Um, it's been great. I, I wish you all the best. You've already had incredible success with with uh, Ninja Warrior. So we we will miss seeing you around the building every day, without a doubt. But uh, yeah, we'll stay in touch. Man, uh, and like I said, man, best of luck, continued success in everything you do, man. We appreciate you, uh, you know, jumping on. We appreciate you just kind of being in our lives for the last few years. Yeah, man. Love yeah, you, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, love you guys too, man. You know, hopefully what we can do is uh, – perhaps do like dinner, man. Like when this thing all clears up yeah. with the uh, coronavirus and we're, you know, we can get, you know, socially closer. Uh, I'd love yes. to go out and just kind of have a goodbye dinner or something like that. Not a goodbye yeah. forever, but just, you know, kind of a dinner where we can just uh, on me, I'll pick up the tab and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make sure we celebrate. I'm no in. doubt, man. We should definitely get together, yeah. man. So hey, again, best of luck and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks, Doc. All right. Thanks to Akbar Baja Bimila for stopping by for a little bit. We look forward to uh, watching him on the TV. I can point and tell my kid later, like, I know that guy. <laughs> you know, like, we used to work together. I have his number in my phone. Like, we're cool. Uh, so we look forward to seeing Akbar do big things because we know he will. So uh, let's play some higher or lower, though. I got a handful of guys. Uh, I will give you a, a p- potential season end finish you tell me whether you think they're going to be higher or lower we can bat it around and and you know argue with each other and you know do whatever so sure uh we'll start with some quarterbacks ryan Tannehill, uh who obviously finished great last season after taking over from mariota he's staying there in tennessee as the starting quarterback higher or lower than a qb7 finish for ryan Tannehill this year no, lower. And okay. i know he was really good like he was right. he was tremendous uh i think the stat was there was a point where it was basically Lamar Jackson, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Tannehill were the three best quarterbacks in fantasy football in the second half right. of the season, which is freaking bananas to think about. Two of, those, two of those three you never would have pegged, right? Exactly, exactly. But I feel like it's going to be really hard for him to duplicate that that level of efficiency. I mean, right. he was really good. I mean, I had talked about him on the show being he's playing at an MVP level. I don't know if he can do that again. But I certainly think that he is a QB, two that people will be targeting at some point in the late rounds. I have him ranked right after the, you know, the Tom Brady's and the Matt Stafford's of the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm going lower, too. I think you mentioned the efficiency. I mean, like his touchdown percentage versus his interception percentage were really ridiculous. Um, you know, it's funny. He didn't run quite as much last year. I mean, that's a thing that that is a skill that he has in his toolbox. Uh, that he didn't necessarily use. I don't know if maybe he does more this year, if he scrambles a little bit more, picks up some more of those rushing yards. Uh, who knows? But uh, I think I, I'm curious whether people draft him based on what they saw last year or if everybody looks and says, yeah, we've seen this Ryan Tannehill movie before. Let's like pump the brakes on overdrafting him. But yeah, I, I think I would be shocked if he 
maybe he creeps into the back part of the top 12. But I think that's probably best case scenario. A deep position. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield, who burned everybody last year when we all thought he was going to be a top five quarterback. That everybody. obviously didn't happen. Um, but, you know, they get Austin Hooper. They get Jack Conklin. I presume that the Browns are going to spend some of their draft capital on trying to beef up that offensive line to help out. So the weapons are there. If they protect him a little bit more, QB 10, are we going higher or lower? Does he does he creep into being a QB one potentially this year? Once bitten, twice shy, bro. <laughs> I, I mean i had him like as my qb five or six last year no no i'm, I'm not i'm not going there I, top 10 it's, it's such a deep position and then you right. then you add tom brady going to tampa bay in there mm-hmm. uh, it's a little too rich for my blood all right uh yeah i'll probably go i think he's gonna be better right like i would definitely take a, a shot at him like and you know if he's still on the board and say the 13th, 14th round. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I might take a shot at Baker Mayfield because I think he can you know, maybe bounce back. I think he'll be better than he was last year. Um, He's got to be, right? He's got to be. Mean, it, it couldn't be much worse. Better than offensive line in front of him with Conklin in there. He's got to be better. Couldn't be much worse than it was last year. So, uh, all right. Um, Gardner Minshew who was like the phenom for a few weeks at the beginning of the season after Nick Foles got hurt. Can we call him like the Jaguar King? Cause like, he's got the mustache and everything Like he wears jorts. Like, you know, he should be, that should be his new thing. He should be the Jaguar King QB 15, right? If he's a full-time starter, uh, he's back there. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder at who's coming to take his job. Could we get a QB 15 finish out of Gardner Minshew higher or lower? Could we, I mean, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going lower. It's, will it's, we? I was gonna say, will I know, we? I mean, it's the position is just so deep, you know, Marcus. Right. I mean, like, he, he, you've got to, you've got to contend with. You know, I'm thinking like off the top of my head, like I love Daniel Jones. I think he's a really good sleeper. You know, Roethlisberger is going to be back. I don't know where Cam's going to be. Fitzpatrick was really good last season. Would you rather have Fitzpatrick or or Gardner Minshew? I mean, if the Dolphins draft the quarterback, maybe the answer is Minshew. Jared Goff is yeah. J- Jared Goff is. Uh, you know, I mean, so it could happen. But I don't. I don't know that it will. I don't know. That. And again, it's it's the position is just so deep. Right. And honestly, like the Jaguars can't be done at quarterback. Like I've actually even seen some people suggest that Cam might go there because he the Jaguars. I mean, remember they you know Nick Foles is now in Chicago. I mean, who's their mm-hmm. backup right now? So they need they need another quarterback. Who is the Jaguars' backup quarterback right now? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't even know. I, I know Blaine Gabbert just signed signed with uh, Tampa Bay, right? Was it yeah. Gabbert? Right. Uh, it, it well, signed with Tampa or somebody. Yeah, it was Gabbert. It was Gabbert that signed with Tampa. I saw that in my email. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. just before we started doing. So I was it. just thinking, like Blaine Gabbert, you know, Jaguars. But no, that's you know. No, that's those are those are days long past. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. With, in fact, was it? I think he was there with uh with MJD, our pal Maurice Jones Drew. They were there together, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that was Jaguar. boy. That, that that's another one of the uh the uh, a ton of just quarterback just busts in the first round man in the last 20 yeah years. yeah uh the answer to your question though right now is josh dobbs uh out of tennessee he is oh crazy. he's he's the uh the, the, they traded um for, uh, pittsburgh last season right yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah he is yep. he is currently the he he and Minshew are the only two quarterbacks currently so on they the need to do something bro yeah they have to do something all right uh running backs Aaron Jones, who was fantastic last year, had the 19 touchdowns. We talked about him and, and having potential re- touchdown regression because it just seems inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to set it at RB5. I mean, I know that feels kind of high, but we know he's, in theory, going to get a lot of work. Um, I mean, RB5, higher or lower? Lower. 
He was okay. the RB two, right? Yeah. This this past season. Mm-hmm. But dude, it's just I mean, I've said it like I that season reminds me of what like D'Angelo Williams did with the Panthers when he had 20 touchdowns, and then the next season. Right. It's really hard. It's really hard to duplicate those kind of numbers. So I I don't feel like like I have him. I have him in the top 10, of course, at the position. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm trying I'm trying to like bake in the regression. Right. <laughs> you know, right. when it comes to that ranking, because I, th- that's a lot of touchdowns to duplicate. And again, I said it, even if he has like eight or 10, that's still a really good season. But, yeah. it's, you know, it's a lot fewer, almost half. So, so, I mean, he had, he had 19 last year. His first yeah. two seasons combined, he had 13. I mean, mm-hmm. just kind of for context. Um, yeah, I mean, I do I, I do think he falls back to more toward the the 8, maybe 12, I think, at the top the top end next season in terms mm-hmm. of touchdowns for Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. which is it's a really good season. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. But, yeah, 19, so I don't know. Uh, Todd Gurley, who goes from L.A. to Atlanta, so he gets back you know closer to home in Georgia. Um, I think there's an opportunity there for him to get work. RB 15. How are we feeling higher or lower there? See, that's almost a push for me to be honest, because like that's right around where I have him ranked Mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. He's, he's actually right at 15. So I, that's, that's, that's a push for me. I I could see it. I I really could listen. Mm -hmm. I I get it. The knee issues, that's going to be a big concern. You know, does Atlanta draft the running back? I would suggest they, they might because Gurley's only on a one-year deal, and you know he's 25 years old, but he's he's kind of singing for his supper in Atlanta, hoping to mm-hmm. to land another contract moving forward. Um, but I, I I feel like that's that's probably a, a good spot where he he's he's probably in that middle area of the uh, of the RB twos. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, I, I I have talked myself into a scenario where he he pushes up into the top 12. Um, but I think that like a lot of things have to sort of go right for that to happen. So I think 15 seems kind of, kind of realistic for, for Todd Gurley there. Uh, I put this one on the list cause I don't know. I wrestled with this last year and I don't know where to go with it this year. David Montgomery, who I, I waved the flag for, and it just, it was a struggle, uh, at times last year. Um, so RB 20 for David Montgomery in his second season, higher or lower with him in that Chicago offense? I mean, based on what I, where I have him ranked lower mm. because so, and, and it, but it's close though. Right. So like, mm. what's the tier with David Montgomery? Like, you know, carry on Johnson, right. Marlon Mack. Um, I don't know what's going on in LA with Daryl Henderson, but like he would be in that mix too. If all things are, are the same once we get into training camp, which I think the Rams will draft a running back or out a running back because they need to do it just for depth purposes. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll give you a scenario. If David Montgomery is on the board and J- James Connor is on the board, are you going Connor or Montgomery? I mean, I might go Montgomery just tough, because man. Like, yeah, no, it's like, tough. I mean, I just worry about Connor and his injury history recently. That that's what kind of exactly. keeps me away. Yeah. Yep. So uh, is it possible? Of course it's possible. Could he end up being a back end RB two? No doubt about that. Uh, I do have a little bit of issue now with, with that bears offense though. (laughs) Um, Cause I, I, David Montgomery came out of college. Everyone talked about how this guy was elusive and he was a tackle breaking machine. And then he got to the NFL and he really didn't get the opportunity. And then eventually he did, and he did have some big games, but overall Mm -hmm. he was a disappointment. And so maybe he makes that leap in year two. Uh, he's not going to do a lot in the passing game, I don't think, because they still have Tariq Cohen in the mix there. So uh, I'd say 
probably for me, if I draft him, it will be as a flex starter and not a two. What what worries me about Montgomery is that I I I worry that his ceiling might be lower than we first thought it was. And I went through and kind of looked at some of his advanced numbers and, and like in terms of forcing missed tackles, in terms of yards after contact, like the numbers weren't great. And maybe he does get better in the offseason. I don't know. But right. those sort of things kind of make me wonder whether or not we have maybe we haven't seen the best of David Montgomery, but I don't know if the ceiling is much higher than what we saw this year. That that's what worries me the most. About yeah, that's it. the concern. Yeah. Um, wide receivers, Julian Edelman. I mean, he loses he loses the his guy, man. He loses his money, man. With Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, I mean, we talked about the uh, was it from the town, the Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner scene, so good. Uh, where yeah, uh, you know, Brady's basically telling him, "I'm going to Florida. You can come visit me there." Um, so. Despite even Brady not being, you know, maybe the same guy or that offense being the same, he was still a top 10 wide receiver. I think he was like a wide receiver eight, if I'm not mistaken, last year, something like that. So I'll put him at wide receiver 10. That feels like a reach with, you know, Jarrett Stidham potentially throwing it. But as we talked about, Jarrett Stidham is probably smart enough to realize that if I'm going to succeed, I'm going to throw it to Julian Edelman. So maybe. Uh Bro, I have 30. (laughs) Ooh, so way lower. I have him okay. at 30, man. Like, okay. I mean, all right. Yeah. So here, here's like, I get it. The targets are going to be there. You you mm-hmm. would think, you would think they're not going to be nearly as, as good as the targets he was. Right. Tom Brady and Julian Edmund played together for so long that literally Tom Brady knew where Julian Edmund was going to be on the field every single minute. Right. And you can't discount that. And now you've got a guy in Stidham or whoever the hell their quarterback is going to be. Doesn't have that kind of rapport. There's no OTAs, my friends. I don't know what's going on with training camp. They are not going. And this is something that fantasy owners are going to have to sort of keep keep in mind when we eventually get to drafting. Mm-hmm. A lot of these players who are on new teams or in the case of the Patriots where they're new, they're going to have a new quarterback. don't know who it is at this point. Right. They are not going to have a lot of time to gain any kind of rapport with these True. new teammates or the players that they're playing with now that they didn't play with in the past. So – the rapport issues are, are a concern to me. Edelman's age is a concern to me. He was a warrior, and this guy plays hurt. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I believe he's 33 years old. So I, I'm looking at Edelman as more of a three than anywhere near being a top 10 guy. Wow. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, I mean, I, I think it, man, I, I don't think I had him that far down, but now that you, you've sort of talked to me into I, I, him be, down you know, a little bit. like, so I'll give you a few like that are in the ballpark. Right. So mm-hmm. like I, I have him, like, I'd rather have AJ green. I'd rather have Michael Gallup. I'd rather have Tyler Boyd. Right. Uh, right. I, I'd rather have Terry McLaurin Edelman and, and Metcalf Edelman and, you know, Debo, like they're that's close now. And, and Debo mm-hmm. and Metcalf are, are more threes in drafts at this point. True. Very true. All right. Um, AJ Brown, who I think is going to be like, he's going to be a lot of people's kind of favorite. Sure. I'm not going to say he's going to make a Chris Godwin like leap, but I think people are going to start to kind of look at him the way we talked about Chris Godwin a little bit last year. He's got his quarterback back. We know that the Ryan Tannehill likes throwing in his direction. Can he make the leap and be a wide wide receiver? 15. Is that, is that too (laughs) high, too low? Where are we, where are we thinking? I have him at 16. So, I mean, okay. it's like right, th- it's, it's like right okay. there. Okay. When, when Tannehill took over the job, uh, Brown was the wide receiver seven. He was tremendous mm-hmm. every single week. He, even if he didn't have a huge game, Marcus, you remember, like he would at least get into the end zone he, right. he, or he would have a bunch of – he was very, very good. And the talent is ridiculous. And I remember a lot of people compared him to like T.O. coming out of, coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And he, he's kind of what the Titans were hoping Corey Davis would be, which that hasn't panned out. And he's got his quarterback back. And, again, you can't 
discount rapport. And A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill are going to have an advantage over players who aren't going to be able to practice with each other here over the summer months because of the coronavirus. So we already know that that rapport is baked into his value. And Tannehill's efficiency was so good last year. You and I both said it probably not going to be as good, mm-hmm. but when the Titans throw the football, remember Delaney Walker is no longer there. Uh, yep. When the Titans throw the football, you know, they're going to be throwing it a lot of times to AJ Brown. So I can, I don't see him being like a wide receiver one because mm-hmm. the position is deep, but I feel like, if if you're you know looking at AJ Brown or Odell Beckham Jr. or you know Diggs or Thielen stuff like that, like he's in that he's in that ballpark for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, he's another he's another guy that I think is going to people will start drafting him a lot earlier than I think you know you might have anticipated. Just because I think people are going to sort of look for that leap to happen this year. I think he you know I think he cracks the top fifteen. I, I'll put him you know yeah you know, somewhere between twelve and fifteen. So okay. I think that's fair. Uh, Stefan Diggs. I know you loved him going to Buffalo there and, and what he could potentially get from Josh Allen. So I'll say same wide receiver, 15, higher or lower. <laughs> See, again, he's right there. Like mm-hmm. I have him, I have him like at 18 because okay. I feel like he's going to be better, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like he's going to make this big leap from like wide receiver two to wide receiver one. I feel right. like the leap is going to be within that wide receiver two tier. So mm-hmm. Part of that is, I mean, he's going to have more than 94 targets. There's no way they gave up all that to target him 90 times. He is going <laughs> to see over 100 targets, maybe up to 120 targets because they still have John Brown in the mix. But with Josh Allen and that hand cannon of his throwing him the football, I think Diggs is going to be better than he was last year statistically. But I don't know that he's going to be a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. And like, I'd rather have, to be honest, I'd rather have Thielen, all things being equal, because Mm-hmm. He's going to be a target hog, and he has Kirk Cousins there as well. So I feel like he could sneak up a little bit, but right now digs to me at 18, which is pretty good, probably uh, a fourth-round pick, maybe a fifth-round pick. Yeah, uh, I do think Adam Thielen is going to get a huge boost for this. I mean, unless unless the yeah. Vikings go out and draft a wide receiver, um, you know, which they probably will, which they probably yeah, they will. very well, very well could. Um, yep. I mean, they still have BC Johnson, and then they just they just recently signed somebody. I know we talked Tajay about Sharp. It. Tajay Sharp, that's mm. it. Um, Not yeah. very exciting. Tajay Not Sharp so is about as exciting as what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Which is nothing. It's sitting in my damn house again. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he he kind of he, he's. He, what do you like to say, right? He's kind of like he's kind of like oatmeal. You like right? He's I mean, oatmeal. He's like it's yeah, fine. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to the tight ends uh, real quick. So I got three of them here. OJ Howard, who I know we're all sort of excited about, right? Because he's got Tom Brady there. I'm not going to compare OJ Howard to Gronk, but tight end ten. Higher, lower? Those See, Howard, here's, Howard, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Uh, Eddie, you're going to like this. I'm going to curb my enthusiasm on Uh-oh. OJ Howard. You know why? <laughs> why? Everyone says Tom Brady threw the ball to his tight end a lot. New England. He had freaking Rob Gronk. He had, he had Gronk. Throw the ball to right. his tight end. He had Gronk. No? I mean, like, I, I mean, remember when Gronkowski got hurt and then everyone was like, oh, ugh, Patriots backup tight end. You got to pick up. Yeah, I remember the exact. Did, it, did anything, man. I remember the Zach Sudfeld hype. Yes, that lasted, like, that's a the weekend. perfect example right there. Where everyone, <laughs> Sudfeld, you're going to throw the damn ball to your tight end when his name is Rob Gronkowski and the guy's going to the freaking Hall of Fame. Of course you're going to do that. They've got Bray, They've got Howard. They've got the, the best duo of wide receivers 
in the entire league. And sorry, I'm getting animated here because <laughs> I have cabin favor, but I, I, I don't see the excitement over him. Like I have him at 18. I think there's, there's, there's younger tight ends. I'd rather have, like, I'd rather have Evan Ingram. I'd rather have a uh, Dallas Goddard or rather have Mike Kosicki. I'd rather have no fan. I'd rather have TJ Hawkins. I'd rather have Blake Jarwin because I just like, and, and, and I get it, you know, the comparisons, but like, it's, it's freaking Rob Gronkowski. And, also keep in mind that like outside of Heath Miller, uh, what tight end has really successfully been a good fantasy player in Arians' offense? I, can you come yeah, up with I, mean, it's I true. can't. I can't. True. So I'm, I, and, and I feel like you've got Bright there as well, who's the red zone guy. Um, Howard sees a little bit of an uptick in value, but I mean, it's Gronk. Of course he's going to throw to Gronk. Let's not forget that uh, OJ Howard's best catch last year came at a Tampa Bay Rays. Game. Yes, it did. It did. <laughs> and by the way, what made the worst stadium I've ever attended a sporting event at ever. That place is awful, Eddie, because I used to live in South Florida. So I would drive across the Alligator Alley and go up to Tampa and watch the Yankees. That stadium is <laughs> Dude, it is bad. Oh man. Well, okay. So you mentioned you mentioned Mike Gasicki. So I'm gonna just mm-hmm. skip ahead to Mike Gasicki. Um, expecting big things from him in in Miami this year. He finished the season really strong. Uh, tight end twelve for Mike Gasicki, higher or lower? You keep doing this to me. I got him at thirteen. Okay. So yeah, right All there. Right. Gasicki was, and you know, I, I've said it in the past. Like when you look at guys who kind of like had good second halves of the season, a la like Devontae Parker. I feel like you have to sort of curb how excited you are about a player the following season. But Gesicki started to show me something. We, we all know the guy is a good pass catcher, and that's what the Dolphins drafted him to be. It's not like he's out there blocking like a Gronk or uh, a tight end of that, like a Tony Gonzalez. But he, th- there's potential. And, I mean, the Dolphins offense could be lo- – I mean, we you know, I, I get the Dolphins – you know, their leading rusher last year was freaking Ryan Fitzpatrick was <laughs> ridiculous. But – like, the, you know, if they get DeAndre Swift or if they get Jonathan Taylor or maybe they draft another wide receiver, I mean, like, that offense actually might not be bad. No, <laughs> it really might not. Right? They might score some points and, you know, yeah. get Kosicki some opportunities in the red zone. So I, I like him. He's like one of my All he's right. one of my favorite sleepers at tight end. All right. Uh, so let's finish this out with a guy who, I mean, was on fire I, at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Tyler Higby. I know, dude. <laughs> Tyler Higby. I yes. mean, I mean, the dude was doing bananas. I mean, he was doing Gronk Kelsey like things at the end of the season in that Rams offense. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, Gerald Everett is still there and can get some of those tight end targets potentially. But I'm going to aim for the stars, right? Ty- Tyler Higby, tight end ten. Uh, can he be a top ten tight end higher? I, see, board? I have him higher, and okay. I, I might, I might, I might be disappointed in this because we talk about it. Marcus, the numbers he was putting up at the end of last season, Gronk didn't put up those kind of numbers. Like he was averaging like 17, 18 points a game. Right. It was, it was wild. It was freaking real. Every single week, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Remember that game against the Cardinals? Everyone's like, oh, Higby against the Cardinals. It's just going to be on this week. Right. It didn't matter who he played every single week. Was going up. Can he do it again? I'm not sure. Like I, I feel right. like no, probably. But the tight end position is just so blah. You know, we mm-hmm. use the oatmeal vanilla sort of scenario again. It's it's ugh. so like obviously he could be a top ten tight end. But is there a scenario that Gerald Everett could dig into those opportunities and and kind of hurt Higby's ceiling? Yeah, hell yeah, right. hell yeah. So and the Rams might not be done. Like is Brandon Cooks going to be there? You know, when we start the season, I, mean, I don't know. So we, we may have some things that, that could potentially go on there and affect Higgs value. I still think he's a top 10 tight end, but I do feel like people need to sort of manage those expectations because what he did in the last half of that season 
bro was superhuman. He was he was unfreaking real. Well, it's funny when they drafted him. I mean, he was a guy that I liked coming out of college, and mm-hmm. then they drafted both him and Everett at the same time, and it just sort of they they kind of canceled right. each other out, and it it took him until you know late last season to really kind of get loose or whatever. So I think the ability is there. It's just a matter of whether the opportunity will be there. And I think you're right. If Brandon Cooks goes away, then that opens up a whole lot more targets in that offense. Yeah. I mean, look, I, yeah, even even Todd Gurley not being there. I know he wasn't targeted as much last year as in the past, but he's still a big part of the offense. So that could mean some more opportunities sure. for Higby. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so you go. Uh, some of our higher lowers. I'm sure we'll do some more because um, it's always fun to talk about these things as things kind of change and, and we kind of go through this whole deal. So, mm-hmm. uh as we wrap up, always want to kind of talk something fun as we kind of get through this whole coronavirus situation. Um, so have you guys uh, any new hobbies that you guys have picked up or any old hobbies that you guys have gone back to? Like, you know, you pull a guitar out of the closet and start like, you know, fiddling with that again or something like that. Any, anything new to pass the time now? Yeah, I, I will be picking up the guitar. I'm I'm actually like quite busy right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in the middle of doing my my rookie uh rankings for fantasy which will be out at some point uh maybe today or more most likely tomorrow mm-hmm. um so i've been kind of like watching a little and, and you know you know me marcus i'm not like a big film guy like i know a lot of the the younger guys in the industry are all about watching film and, and being mm-hmm. scouts and kind of that kind of thing which i do that to some extent i'm doing a little bit more of it because i like have the time <laughs> but right. once once we get past the draft right Bro, if we're still in this quarantine life, there is mm-hmm. not going to be a whole hell of a lot of news going on because there's not nope. going to be any OTAs. At nope. that point, I may pick up the guitar and, <laughs> and see if I can frustrate the hell out of myself and trying to learn it because I started lessons last year with mm-hmm. Matthew, my son, and he got really good at it. He was better at it, and I sucked. So like, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to be able to do something where I'm looking online trying to figure out Okay, you put your hand. Guitar is not easy to learn. I don't know. How not to easy. I, I took a I took like a community college class uh, a few years ago just because I mm-hmm. wanted to you know have something to do during the summer, and I still have it. It's tucked away. Um, so <laughs> I, I maybe, maybe that. that's a thing I will do and try to try to dig it out. I, I might I might do that. Um, you know, once we get past uh, once we get past the draft. Yeah, you should get your guy Jerry Cantrell to like do some like virtual lessons with I you. I know, know, dude, right? Exactly. I should be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's actually bummed out because he he was recording a solo album mm-hmm. and his first solo album in a long, long time. And he had a whole bunch of venues booked to do a tour. Oh, solo tour. Everything's yeah. like it's all gone now. now huh? so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it stinks. That sucks. Uh, Eddie, anything new for you over there? Yeah, I I wanted to I I purchased a football and a basketball um, from Amazon right when this is starting. So I was like, okay, I want to go back to being a kid when I was outside for hours after school. You go out and toss a ball around. Um, I would just uh, bother my girlfriend by just throwing her the perfect spiral in our yard over here, and there's a park nearby <laughs> too. And then what happened is the park ends up being full of people, which kind of freaked us both out. Like we don't want to be near uh, too many people, and uh, I don't have a ton of space where I am. But there are some grass patches, and then I wanted to. Um, play basketball by myself shoot who's myself i have not done that in quite some time i I love playing basketball and because people get the ideas of doing five on fives and stuff with the courts (laughs) by me they they actually the parks department put covers on top of the the rim so i can't even go there and shoot by myself like wasn't trying to play games and interact with people i just wanted to you know shoot some free throws or whatever so the two things i had in mind uh were cut out i guess the it's not even like a hobby but house chores now are just (laughs) like 
passing time and i'm, I'm like oh, a lot more oh i could normal. i could clean now and i'll do my laundry and it's like oh that's good that's a i could check this task off and it takes up time and it's like i never would ever one wanted it was a month ago i would be like I'm, i'll put off that laundry for oh, quite some time it's a weird <laughs> yeah. thing how your brain changes it plays games with you you know what yeah, i've seen no some places do the parks remove the rims from the basketball. Taking down the hoops. Yeah, I've seen that. They, yeah. just, they, they take the rims off because you yeah. can't play basketball without a rim. So without a rim. Seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. I've definitely seen that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've kind of tried to pour myself more into my little balcony garden now. I'm like, you know, growing. Like I've got, uh, what have I got? It's like some oregano and sage and rosemary and like. Oh, nice. You know, and it's like, I think like my, my mom is very much into gardening. So she and I can go back and forth and talk about stuff. So like she sends me mm-hmm. pictures of the stuff she's planting in her backyard. It's so like now because I have time, like I'm going to try and like step up the degree of difficulty. So I'm going to start like trying to grow things that I used to cook with. Right. So like I use garlic a lot. So maybe I can like grow some garlic or uh, my, my, my biggest challenge is like, I love ginger. So I'm going to see if I can actually like, grow some ginger or something like that. I'm like, if it works great, then I have stuff I can use to like cook with. And if it doesn't, well, you know, at least it burned a few hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. If you grow stuff that you actually use and it's it's like practical. Like I get mm-hmm. people who like gardening and just grow flowers and plants and it's mm-hmm. like it's fine. But if you're growing like actual rosemary and garlic and stuff yeah. like that, it's I mean that's that's awesome. You don't have to worry about going to the store. Yeah. yeah. I mean I use the rosemary. I've used it in, you know, pasta sauces and with chicken and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, you yeah, know, it's at least getting some sort of function out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mix it in a in a cocktail or something like that if I get bored. Uh, like which that. then goes yeah. back to our original point in the beginning of the week is that we're all going to become chefs at one point right. <laughs> exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you get so much better at this so all right uh i think that's it i think we're done appreciate akbar bajabi being able to stop it by again and uh, best of luck to him in whatever he does because i know it's going to be big so uh we appreciate you downloading and listening as always you know the drill tell two friends to tell two friends rate review and remember if you don't know where you're going you might end up somewhere else take care of yourselves we'll see you on tuesday You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.